0: Not every game starts off how you might think. Some of the most iconic games we know and love looked totally different at the start and would be unrecognizable today. From how games play to the skin they dawn, nothing is set in stone until the code is pressed to a disk or a cartridge. Unlike books and films, games seem to sometimes take a totally different direction on the fly, whether that be down to a course correction over playstyle, chasing trends of the time, or even a buyout that seemingly comes out of nowhere. Nothing is sacred in the video game industry, so with that being said, here are some of the most wild examples. I'm Ben Murray from whatculture.com, and this is 8 video games that started out totally different. Number 8. Quake. Coming out during the mid-90s when we all had a little bit more attitude, Quake landed just as the first-person shooter was exploding, and normal folk were finally getting computers in their homes. Before the time of laptops and smartphones and consoles, we only had one family computer, and that was normally stuck by the dining room table. By then, the grandfather of the genre, Wolfenstein 3D, had already paved the way for Doom to take over our hearts and minds. So after Doom helped cement this perspective of play, it seems strange that it actually planned for Quake to well, but a third-person melee-focused role-playing game. Now that's kind of fair as they didn't want just another game running around shooting weird demon magical things, Doom nailed this. So Quake took inspiration from properties like Dungeons & Dragons, hoping to craft something new. But we all know how that went. John Romero eventually settled for a Doom-like, because if it isn't broken, Don't fix it, right? Number 7, Grand Theft Auto. The GTA franchise is now arguably one of the biggest of all time. Gaming history has been consumed by it since the PlayStation 2 trilogy. After those three games, it just gained steam as it went on. GTA 4 was massive and GTA 5 is everywhere. You can't escape GTA 5. But back in the 90s, the crown jewel of Rockstar's portfolio almost turned out to be totally different. This was almost not a franchise about stealing cars and rising up in the ranks in the criminal underworld. Nope, this was almost entirely focused around just racing. Yep, that's right, just the racing. The part of the games that, for the longest time, felt like it was just there and thrown in because we had cars to play with. Seriously, I don't think the race in the GTA was fun until GTA 5. Thankfully however, we were all saved from this rockstar multiplayer racing game called Race and Chase, all because of one bug in the code. This glitch in the matrix caused the police to pursue the player as they were racing, and from there, developers never looked back. They turned the playable character into a criminal, and thus, GTA was born. When are we gonna get GTA 6? Number 6 Banjo Kazooie. Today we all know Banjo Kazooie to go hand in hand with the Nintendo 64. Well, that's if you're of a certain age at least. If you're a bit younger, you probably think they started on the 360. Nuts and Bolts is pretty good I hear. These colorful characters had such an impact in their early days, to the point where some people thought they rivaled the likes of Super Mario 64. Though we all know these claims are pretty wild, as a certain plumber is still bouncing on Goombas to this day. But as iconic of a duo as they are, it was once not meant to be in the early days of this game when it was titled Project Dreams. This cancelled Rare game would have pushed the Super Nintendo to its limits, thanks to its cutting edge console graphics of the time. And then when Project Dream was moved to the N64, it was less than amazing to say the least. So it lost some of the charm, and nothing really jumped out of the screen when you look at the character designs, and the world. It was all a bit bland and my first game almost. And you have to take it easy on developers back then, they were getting used to 3D realms. For the longest time we had 2D games on a side-scrolling plane. This version of the game was never going to recoup its costs, and thus it was scrapped. Rare went on to make the duo of Banjo-Kazooie, and that was the right call. Number 5. Doom. Look it doesn't matter who you are, if you play games or not, everyone's heard of Doom. It can't be understated just how much influence this title had on the video game industry, and thanks to the 2016 reboot, we're still there. Demon slaying is still fun to this day, but at one point, demons weren't on the menu at all. No, something else was. Instead of the standard enemies that Doom guys used to, we almost had Xenomorphs, yeah, from the Alien series. Which on first thought, actually makes sense, but the rights for the film series fell through, 20th Century Fox went their own way, so it had to repurpose what they had. And well, they did in grand fashion. If you look back at the history of licensed games, John Carmack and John Romero really did luck out here. Unterran from the Alien franchise is probably the best thing they could have ever done. And to this day, Doom is still one of the greatest shooters of all time. Number 4. Donkey Kong. Now this one's quite a biggie. Just imagine a world without Mario in it. Would games have recovered from the console crash thanks to Atari and ET, another licensed game plague in our world? Well, maybe, but we'll never truly know, and we owe a lot to Mario and Nintendo. But before Super Mario Bros, this plumber debuted in another game under the name of Jumpman. Yes, he was the one tasked with jumping over endless barrels to defeat Donkey Kong, and then save the princess. But just like Doom, this one was almost a licensed game. After games like Radar Scope weren't doing so well outside of Japan, Nintendo needed something else to repurpose old cabinets with. And their first choice wasn't Donkey Kong, but rather Popeye the Sailor Man. Yes, Popeye the Sailor Man. Thankfully for everyone in the industry, the Popeye license was pulled and Miyamoto had to repurpose what he had into Donkey Kong. Bluto was turned into a gorilla and DK was born. Nintendo did eventually get the Popeye license, but thankfully today, Mario and Donkey Kong reign supreme. Number 3 Halo Combat Evolved. Much like Nintendo without Mario, it's hard to imagine Xbox without Halo and the Master Chief. For over 20 years, the Super Soldier has been tied to this brand and really helped Microsoft gain ground in the console wars. But before all that, they had to snatch Bungie away from Apple. A long time ago in 1999, Halo was shown off at Macworld by the late Steve Jobs under the title of The Santa Machine. You can't make this stuff up. After being turned to the PC side and leaving Mac in the dust, Bungie retooled their strategy game into a first-person shooter affair and from there Halo was truly born and along with the aspect that was dropped so was riding dinosaurs yeah master chief on dinosaurs was almost a thing 20 years later and Halo is still going strong even though it's had some missteps on the way and we've got Halo Infinite just about to drop it's so hard to think how different the industry would have been if Halo was a Mac title and Xbox never had the Master Chief this certainly would have been the darkest timeline Number 2, Goldeneye 007. Not only do developers have to keep their publisher happy and make a decent game, but at the same time they've got to deal with a license holder. And as we've already mentioned earlier in this list, Aliens and Popeye, they fell through. But thankfully this wasn't the case of Goldeneye 007. Now known as the first person shooter to break the mold on consoles and move us away from the era of Doom clones, Goldeneye took the world by storm when it launched in 1997. Which of course is strange, because the film hit theatres in 1995. So why so late? Well God, Night 007 was originally meant to be a side-scroller on the Super Nintendo in the same style of Donkey Kong Country. That game took off and was a financial success for Nintendo, but once rare heard of the N64, they had another idea. For a while, Gold Knight became an on-rail shooter in the same style of Sega's Virtual Cop, but thankfully this was also dropped, and it became a free-roaming first-person shooter. After being shaken and stirred numerous times, the end result was one of the best movie times of all time, and this was a real step up for console shooters. Now if we could just get that cancelled remake soon, that would be very much welcomed. And Number 1, Resident Evil 4 Thanks to the first Resident Evil game, Capcom made sure the survival horror genre wasn't going anywhere. And then they only went from strength to strength with the mainline titles. But after the third main instalment and the weird place that Code Veronica went, it was time for a change. Feeling that the games had become stale and the fixed camera perspective wasn't doing it anymore, Shinji Mikami wanted to take the brand of Resident Evil and make it something new. Throughout the development of the fourth major Resident Evil game, there were many standouts, but most left on the cutting room floor, and one was almost greenlit, and this game was a lot more action focused, and in no time at all, we found out this one would become Devil May Cry. But Capcom went back to the drawing board again, and Resident Evil was almost a castle explorer until Shinji Mikami took full control of the project. From here we got a ghostly supernatural take on Resident Evil, before that was scrapped as well. RIP the hook man, and then finally we got the game we have today, which is surprisingly a lot more grounded. And with that, Resident Evil, third person games and the industry as a whole, was